Welcome to Watershed's April podcast. My name is Mark Cosgrove. I'm the cinema curator at Watershed. Um, things have certainly changed quite a bit since our last podcast. I feel like some crazed sci-fi film has come off the screen and we're all bit players. A real-life sequel to Outbreak or Contagion. Strange days indeed. It has been very weird to close down the building having to cancel the regular film programme and long-planned season and events. But the responses from you, our audience, has been fantastic and done much to keep staff spirits up. As we have seen society grind to a halt, I think we've all realised what is at stake. First must come our collective health, obviously, and thanks, thoughts and moral support radiates from every bone, muscle and pore to our National Health Service and people at the front line of this situation. Secondly, I realise how much we are social creatures and how important social and cultural activities are. I'm optimistic that cinema will come back stronger once we are on the other side. In the meantime, from my side, this enforced sabbatical is giving me and the team time to research, plan for when we reopen and, importantly, watch. Since the official lockdown... The online and social media has exploded with opportunities to keep engaged with films. As festivals like South by Southwest in Texas, CPH Docs Documentary Film Festival in Copenhagen, Flair LGBTQI Plus Festival in London closed down, some of their films have migrated online. In fact, South by Southwest continued with their juries and announced winners on what would have been the festival's closing day and some of the films from Flair are available on BFI Player. Films were always out there online, but they have become more prominent and much needed in these times of self-isolation. What follows then are some recommendations from cinema producer Thea Berry and me. We've recorded remotely, so bear with us whilst we each present in monologue. We are of course socially distant, but we hope it gives you some pointers to some films that are currently exciting us, that are easily available and more often than not free to watch. Before I come to my list of films, I noticed some interesting immediate reactions from the film community to the lockdown. The always wonderful Carl Morley, whose films Out of Blue, Dreams of Life, The Falling, we have regularly screened at Watershed, set up a hashtag Friday Film Club on Twitter for collective watch-alongs where you can share thoughts using the hashtag whilst the film is playing or afterwards. The first film was Idol Apino's The Bigamist, and films are picked on a weekly basis, with Carol keeping the film close to her chest until Friday morning and announcing. If you search Twitter for the hashtag Friday Film Club, I'm sure you'll find it. Animator Chris Shepard, a regular Encounters Festival in Bristol, has set up his own viral film festival on his blog, chrisshepherdfilms.tumblr.com For every day of the ongoing isolation, he's posting a funny short film with emphasis on funny on his blog. Chris has excellent taste, so highly recommended. Filmmaker, writer, critic Mark Cousins has made an extraordinary 140-minute video essay produced in a matter of two days in isolation in his Edinburgh home. Mark is always infectious and illuminating. Search for 40 Days to Learn Film on Vimeo for some enthusiastic thoughts and observations on film. On the film watching front, I have rediscovered and recommend the following. Sam Raimi's 1998 A Simple Plan. 
Set in a small town, rural America, two brothers, played by Bill Paxton, Billy Bob Thornton, and a friend, played by Brent Briscoe, discover a crashed plane in the snowbound countryside. The plane has a bag with $4 million, which the trio decide to keep, and that's when the trouble starts. Raimi is probably best known to one generation as the reinventor of Spider-Man, and an older generation as the creator of Evil Dead. A simple plan was made in between those phases and plays like a companion piece to the Coen brothers' Fargo. This is no coincidence in the comparison as Raimi and the Coens go way back to Joel editing Raimi's Evil Dead and the three of them working on Crime Wave. A simple plan is available on BBC iPlayer. M is German director Fritz Lang's 1931 influential masterpiece one of the many masterpieces that Lang made, which not only set the tone for film noir, it also set a template for the serial killer genre. Based on then-current reported incidents at the time, M is about the fear and panic gripping a community as a child abductor killer stalks the streets. Played with an extraordinary mix of the grotesque and pity, this early screen performance from Peter Laurie as the murderer is incredible. Both Lang and Laurie would soon flee the rise of Nazism in Germany and make successful careers in Hollywood. M is available on Open Culture to view for free. If you search Open Culture, Fritz Lang M, I'm sure you'll find it. If Fritz Lang introduced the dark world of film noir to Hollywood in the 30s, French director Jean-Pierre Melville brought it back to France in the 1950s and 60s with a pared-down existentialism. He's probably most well-known for his hitman film Les Samurai, starring Alain Delon. Melville was part of the French resistance during the war and very much brings that experience to his films, such as Army of Shadows. Melville also loved American culture. In fact, he took his surname in honour of the author Herman Melville. His films influenced the filmmakers' critics around Cannes du Cinema in the early 60s, particularly Jean-Luc Godard and Claude Chabrol, and his ongoing influence can be seen in directors such as Michael Mann, John Woo and Quentin Tarantino. A season of Melville films are currently on MUBI, who are running a 90-day free membership for Watershed. Sign up at mubi.com forward slash watershed. Lastly from me, the British Film Institute have a terrific interactive map of Britain on film, which you can explore archive film made around your local area, or indeed anywhere. You can explore where you go on holiday, where relatives live, or places where you've always wanted to go in the UK. It's easy to use and has a wonderful, fascinating interactive archive and resource of our country on film. If you go to bfi.org.uk, it is on their homepage, or search BFI. Britain on film. And now over to my colleague Thea Berry. Thanks Mark. This is all very strange. Definitely felt we invented some sort of alternate reality where we're being forced to play a disaster movie. Yet I don't think an archetypal Hollywood hero will be coming to rescue us anytime soon. While I miss being in the cinema, the staggering amount of online content means there's no shortage of films to watch. However, where to begin could be the daunting task. So here's my selection of five free films and documentaries that I hope will point you in the right direction. Starting with Mubi, my first pick is Denise Gamza Ergovan's brilliant 2015 debut, Mustang. A study of what it means to be young and female in Turkey. We follow five long-haired rebellious teenage sisters as they start to discover their sexuality 
while under the watchful eye of their conservative community. It has one of the most realistic and touching depictions of sisterly relationships I've seen on screen. Filled with humour, rage, love and heartache, Mustang is a totally life-affirming and vibrant fight against patriarchal oppression, supported by beautiful handheld camera work and a stunning score. What more could you want? Now moving on to one of the greatest trilogies ever made, Park Chang-wook's The Vengeance Trilogy. Three supremely stylish thrillers that broke down the boundaries of filmmaking in the early 2000s. However, while everyone knows and loves Oldboy, and with good reason, I'm turning my attention to its final instalment, Lady Vengeance. This dark and twisted tale of redemption for a woman wrongfully convicted of murder is utterly captivating and heartbreaking, with a haunting central performance from Lee Young-A that stays with you. Both of these titles will be available throughout the first half of April on Mubi. My next two suggestions are available on 4OD. In this time of uncertainty, for me there's no better filmmaker to turn to than Hirokazu Koreeda, whose body of work filled with warmth and wonder. In his 2011 film I Wish, showing until the 17th of April, we follow two brothers, Koichi and Ryu, living apart due to their parents' separation, who hatch a plan to reunite them. A film that asks more questions than it answers, this is a hazy blend of dreams and reality, showing the infectious nature of childhood imagination and optimism, something which we all need right now. My second pick is Ruben Ostlin's 2014 philosophical black comedy, Force Majeure, available until the 2nd of April, so get on this one quickly. The foundations of a middle-class family on a skiing holiday are broken down as her father chooses to save himself rather than protect his family during the threat of a possible avalanche. What follows is a wickedly intelligent and at times painful to watch study of crumbling masculinity. Very entertaining. I finish with a documentary series from Open Culture, a website which hosts more than 1,000 films for free. I've chosen 10 Years with Hayao Miyazaki, an intimate four-part documentary following the revered director as he starts his new projects and grapples with the frustrations of the creative process. I've been fascinated by Miyazaki's work since I was small, and as I carve out a path for working at home and structuring my own creative process, it's oddly comforting to know that everyone feels like this, no matter how successful you are. Hopefully, this is enough to get your teeth into for now. Until next time. Thanks, dear, and thank you all for listening, and hope this gives you some pointers to film viewing in the days and weeks ahead. Stay well, wash hands and keep watching those films. That's all for this month.